بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد باب حث السلطان والقاضي وغيرهما من ولاة الأمور على اتخاذ وزير صالح وتحذيرهم من قرناء السوء والقبول منهم قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الأخلاء يومئذ بعضهم لبعض عدو إلا المتقين صدق الله العظيم This is a chapter which deals with encouraging whoever is the leader or the qadi that is the Islamic justice and others in positions of authority amongst others min walatil umur from the people that are given positions of authority to choose pious ministers choose pious people to give them advice and chapter which deals with warning from choosing evil companions and accepting advice from them Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an, Imam Nawawi rahimahullah under this chapter brings the verse of the Qur'an which is in Surah Zukhruf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Al-Akhillah, on that day your true friends, true friends on that day would become enemies one to the other except one basis of friendship. And which basis of friendship that is, Allah Ta'ala says, إِلَّا الْمُتَّقِينَ Except the people of taqwa. On Abi Sa'id and Abi Hurairah radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, anna Rasulallahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal, ma ba'athallahu min nabiyin, wala stakhlafa min khalifatin, illa kanat lahu bitanatan. بطانة تأمره بالمعروف وتحده عليه وبطانة تأمره بالشر وتحده عليه والمعصوم من عصم الله رواه البخاري حديث in this very brief chapter the first hadith which Imam Nawawi رحمه الله brings there are two sahabis that narrated Abu Sa'id and Abu Huraira رضي الله تعالى عنهما they narrate that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah Ta'ala never sent any Nabi, nor was anyone appointed as a Khalifa, as a ruler, except that he had true, he had two advisors. One advisor commanded him with the good and encouraged him upon it. And the other advisor commanded him with evil and encouraged him over him upon that. Wal ma'asum man asam Allah, and the truly protected one was the one whom Allah Subhanahu wa Taala protected. This heading which I mentioned, and then the verse of the Quran and the Hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, whilst this 
chapter deals with whoever is in a position of authority or leadership, he must ensure that he surrounds himself with good counsel, surrounds himself with people that will give him the correct advice, will guide him in the correct direction. And on the other hand, this chapter deals with warning or cautioning such a person to stay away from evil counsel, surrounding himself with inappropriate people, people whose character is not correct, people who are not going to advise him correctly, etc., etc. And the verse of the Qur'an which Imam Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala brings in support of this, the overriding message of this chapter is one very, very important sabak and lesson for every one of us, whether we are in a position of leadership or not is be very, very careful about the company that you keep. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said that if you want to judge the character of a person, if you want to know what kind of a person this is, is he a good person, is he a bad person? Sometimes you get a proposal for your daughter. Sometimes you want to enter into a business deal. Sometimes you are about to engage or enter into some sort of transaction or interaction with an individual and you look around, you want some sort of reference or guide what type of person this is. This hadith teaches us one very, very important lesson. Nabi Salaam said, if you want to know the character of a person, then see the company that he keeps. And not just company, very, very interestingly, in this, in this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu he said, Al-maru ala deeni khalilihi. Khalil, normally we translate, we know this term is used for Ibrahim alayhi salam, Khalilullah. Ibrahim alayhi salam was Khalilullah. Ibrahim alayhi salam was the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Khalil doesn't speak of ordinary friendship. Khalil means your bosom buddy, somebody that's very, very close to you, somebody you have a lot of love for. So Nabi Salaam said, see who this person is very, very close to. And if that person, if he, if, if he is very, very close to the pious people, good people, people of good akhlaq and character, people whose dealings are correct, then more often than not, his dealings also will be correct. And if the company that he keeps is evil, prone towards the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is very, very likely that this person himself also will be prone towards the disobedience of Allah. Another famous hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wherein Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us or informed us of the importance of the type of company that we keep. He said, good company, the example is like associating with someone who sells perfume. Even if you don't purchase the perfume, even if you don't outlay any money to buy the perfume, the one benefit constantly you will get is the beautiful fragrance of this, that, that, that this person is surrounded by. On the other hand, he said bad company is like a blacksmith, person who's working with heat and fire all the time. Even if you are not physically burnt, you will constantly feel the negative effects of that heat. So the overriding message is be very, very careful and conscious of the company that you keep. Not only leaders, the hadith or the chapter deals with 
that a person in a ulatul umur, person in a position of trust, or a qadi, an Islamic judge, the, the importance of him having good counsel and staying away from evil counsel. But like I mentioned, this is a principle and rule in life. Even your children, as they are growing up, be very, very careful and conscious what type of company they are keeping. Company has a very, very great effect upon an individual. If it is good company, pious company, then it will lead him towards piety, make it easier for him. And if it is evil company, he will become more prone to the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The verse of the Qur'an, again this word also comes from khullat. In other words, a very, very high level of friendship and association. Al-akhillah. Allah Ta'ala says, the true friends on that day would become enemies. Somebody you thought in this world was your friend, he's going to be your enemy in akhirah. Unless he encouraged you towards taqwa. If he was a friend in this world that was encouraging you towards the disobedience of Allah, what is this verse teaching us? He's not really your friend. Adu, he's your enemy. You won't see it in this dunya, you will definitely see it in the akhirah. The only true basis of friendship and association which we are encouraged towards and which Qur'an recognizes is the basis of association and friendship which is based on taqwa, on the khashiyat of Allah, on the fear of Allah. Your friend, when you are breaking Allah's command, if he is quiet, if he is complicit, if he is smiling with you, if he is encouraging you towards that, he is not your friend. You are outside somewhere, azan goes, the company around you, what do they do? Are they encouraging you to come to the masjid? Or what are they encouraging you towards? This is something we have to be very, very careful about. Company, we cannot possibly overstate the importance of it. The hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which I just translated, a little bit of detail in it, Allah, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa said that Allah never sent any Nabi, live ordinary people, any Nabi, no was any person appointed a khalifa except that he had two advisors. By two advisors means two types of advisors. One was the advisor who would advise him towards goodness and encourage him upon it. And the other is that advisor who commanded him towards evil and encouraged him upon it. So appoint good counsel and avoid influence of those who are corrupt and dishonest. One ajib interpretation of this hadith that some ulama ikram give, when Nabi Islam said, every person had two advisors. In other words, two types of advisors. They say this hadith actually refers to malaika who are with all everyone and malaika encouraged towards good and shayateen. Shaitan who is with everyone. So they say on the one hand, the malaika of Allah will encourage you towards good, the shayateen will encourage you towards evil. So every person has two advisors. And ma'asum, who is truly protected? Who is truly protected? Man asam Allah, the one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects, he only will become truly protected. When Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha qalat, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِالْأَمِيرِ خَيْرًا جَعَلَ لَهُ وَزِيرَ صِدْقٍ إِن نَسِيَ ذَكَرَهُ وَإِن ذَكَرَ عَانَهُ وَإِذَا أَرَادَ بِهِ غَيْرَ ذَلِكْ جَعَلَ لَهُ وَزِيرَ سُوءٍ 
إن نسي لم يذكره وإن ذكر لم يعنه رواه أبو داود بإسناد جيد على شرط مسلم. The second hadith, like I said, is the only two hadith in this chapter. It's a very very brief chapter, similar meaning. Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha is the narrator. She says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, in this chapter, the, or in this particular hadith, the word wazir is used. Wazir literally translated means a minister. In other words, another explanation for this, ulama ikram give, they say, sahibu sirrihi. The one who knows your secrets. In other words, who is very, very close to you. Aisha radiallahu said that Rasulullah sallallahu said, When Allah decides good for a leader, then Allah ta'ala appoints for him a sidq, pious, truthful, honest minister. In other words, his friends or his company will be good. In nasiya dhakarahu, when he forgets something, they will remind him. When he remembers something good, they will assist him on him, assist him upon it. And if Allah Ta'ala decides difficulty or hardship for an Amir or for a leader, then Allah Ta'ala appoints for him an evil minister or advisor. When he forgets something, they will not remind him about it. And when he remembers, they will not assist him upon it. So as we mentioned, my respected brothers, the overriding message and sabaq of this particular entire chapter has to do with being very, very careful and conscious of the company that we keep. Very, very important. Ensure that you stay in the company of the pious. You will always benefit. The sign of piety is that they will encourage you towards goodness. If your company is leading you towards the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is important that you disassociate yourself from such company. We are continuing slightly one or two more minutes just to complete the next chapter which is extremely brief and it brings us to the end of one section of the kitab of uh, Riyadh al-Salihin. The next section which will start thereafter is Kitab al-Adab, the book which deals with etiquette. Those are, that's a very, very important and a very, very relevant section of the kitab which teaches us adab and etiquette from the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nevertheless, just to complete this particular chapter, Babun nahi an tawliyatil imara wal qada wa ghayrihima minal wilayat liman sa'alaha wa harasa alayha fa'arrada biha. The chapter which deals with the prohibition to, to make someone an amir or a judge or any position of trust to grant it to someone who asked for it or was desirous for it or presented himself for it. Sub- similar subject matter was passed, passed previously. Do not desire positions of authority. To become a qazi, to become an arbitrator, to become a trustee, to become an amir, to become someone who is looked up to or given a position of trust or authority, never desire this. Never put yourself forward for such a thing because... When you don't desire it, it is given to you, Allah's help will come. If you desire it, then more often than not, desiring such a thing or requesting it, more often than not, indicates motives being personal gain and wealth accumulation rather than selflessness and a desire to benefit the people. Nobody normally, illa mashallah, position of trust and authority is not desired by a person 
who is selfless, who wants to give himself over to the people. And this is necessary. It's a necessary constituent. For, it's a necessary requirement for someone who's given a position of, of trust. When Abu Musa al-Ashari radiallahu anhu قال دخلت على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنا ورجلان من بني عمي. Abu Musa al-Ashari radiallahu anhu says that I myself and two people from my family, in other words, two cousins of mine, entered upon the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. فَقَالَ أَحَدُهُمَا One of them said, Ya Rasulullah, أَمِّرْنَا عَلَى بَعْضِمَا وَلَّاكَ اللَّهِ They said, O Nabi of Allah, make me an Amir, give me a position of authority over some section of that which Allah has entrusted to you. In other words, make me a governor or someone of authority over a certain area. وَقَالَ الْآخَرُ مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ And the other one said a similar thing, in other words, a similar request. فَقَالَ Nabi Pak responded to this request. He said, Inna wallahi, we by the oath of Allah, la nuwalli hadal amal ahadan sa'alahu. I will never appoint or never give this position of governorship, of rulership to anyone who asked for it or ahadan harasa alayhi or anyone who is desirous of it. The reason for this, as I mentioned, is that more often than not this indicates the motive being personal gain and wealth accumulation rather than the selflessness which such a position demands or requires. Like your stuff,